Whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi Podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi, and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about season 11, episodes 14 and 15, You Don't Know. And Kelsey, will you please read us the Degrassi wiki summary? Sure. Holly J's condition worsens and she needs a kidney transplant, but surprisingly, none of her family is the right blood type. Katie expresses an interest in Adam, but Adam worries that she may not know his situation. Imogen decides to become just like Claire in order to win Eli and enlist some unlikely help. Sure. Yeah. I literally watched this yesterday and I already forgot the what happened in either of the next two episodes. <laughs> I was literally just going to say the same thing. I watched them <laughs> last night when I got home from my spin class. Don't remember any of it. I very begrudgingly watched them last night because yep. I did not feel like it. <laughs> I got home from my spin class. I ate some soup because I'm a really interesting person. <laughs> and I laid on my bed and scrolled through Instagram for an hour and a half and then realized, oh, it's 930. I should watch these episodes. I hopped around on YouTube. Yeah, until like nine. And I was like, mm, all right. <laughs> Great start. Great start to the app, though. We're both very excited about it. Um, I actually didn't hate either of these episodes. I didn't hate them I just either. like I, I just like was not in the mood to watch. I, I think, to take notes. I think what people exactly that's it. I think what people don't understand is that it's like we have to take notes. It's like homework. <laughs> it's like homework. I'm like, Ugh. and I am a procrastinator by nature. Same, which um, I feel like I don't even need to say out loud. Feels like a given. <laughs> um. But the episode is called You Don't Know, which is a 2001 song by Jay-Z that I did not recognize when I looked it up. Um, In terms of this episode, Holly J didn't know that she was adopted. Um, Adam didn't know if Katie knew about his situation, I guess. I don't know. That one's kind of a stretch. And what was the third thing? Imogen and Claire. Imogen doesn't know that Eli doesn't like her. <laughs> Imogen is delusional. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I also don't know this at all. Uh, I don't know. Oh. Um, all right. Well, do we want to start with fashion, please, since we start with a fashion show practice? Sure. <laughs> I think I have two fashion notes. Katie is wearing high black socks with silver heels at this practice fashion show thing interesting choice fiona's wearing purple tights at one point fiona's like Fiona leaning wears so a lot yeah. of colored tights she's leaning very hard into her blair world yeah Waldorf aesthetic yeah um also at this fashion show there are a lot of red shirts which i recognize means juniors but also fiona's wearing a red blazer it's just a lot of red Every dress at this fashion show is terrible and very sparkly. Yeah, it's very whatever year it is. <laughs> 2011? Is that where we are right now? Who knows? I don't know. It's all a blur. Um, Fiona is wearing a zebra-ish oh, yeah, blazer at zebra. one point. Imogen has like low pigtails at the beginning, which is like way more toned down than her like spiky whatever hair. I approve of those. She also has like a black and pink skull zip up hoodie. Of course she does. 
Um, scene queen. Uh, again, Fiona being Blair Waldorf with the tiny tie. And also she has this look at the end where she has like a scarf and like a very specific like navy pea coat. And like her hair is exactly Blair Waldorf. And she has this like <laughs> scarf brooch situation. I'm like, why? Why? It's I don't like, remember any it's of like, that. it's like truly the most like try hard gossip girl. <laughs> um, the boys at the fashion show wear tuxedo shirts. Eli has his black parade jacket on again. I know he wears it literally every episode, but I feel the need to write it down every time. Yeah, because it's insane. Um, Imogen. Oh, when Imogen is like trying out and impersonating Claire, she's wearing like a black and white polka dot dress and matching like head scarf. Sav is so pretty in his tuxedo shirt. <laughs> I also feel the need to write down that Sav is pretty in every episode. Because he's so pretty. Oh, Imogen wears like cheetah ears at one point. Of like a headband. I did not care for that. I don't, I just like, I don't care for the cat ears on a human woman. Just huh, be an adult. Unless you're dressing the pussycats. Unless you're dressing the pussycats. And then I stand corrected. That's all I got. All right, so the episode starts with the fashion show practice. So it's a fashion show that's raising money for the prom, which I'm confused by because how do they have the budget to put on this fashion show and not yeah. to put on a prom? I don't understand. Like, they you have, have like- to hire a DJ for this show, I'm assuming, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. They have Probably Dave. not. No, not VJ, DJ. <laughs> well, I know, but Dave can also play music. He can do both. They could probably put an iPod into the speakers. Yeah. yeah. But, like the, but there's like lighting. There's lighting. And... It's very, it seems like high budget. It I don't know. It seems like highly produced. <laughs> yeah. And like, anyway. I don't know. Like my high school did, I think they did a few fashion shows, but it was always like for charity. Yeah. It was not a thing I partook in or like it was like it blipped on my radar. I don't know if my school ever did fashion shows, which is surprising because my school seems like a place that would have done that. And if we did, maybe I was just like, nope, never took part in that. I have no idea. It's it just makes me think of the OC. Yeah. <laughs> um, Valid. But yeah, so they're practicing Shantae is like got a stomp walk, which I'm here for. But I'm into it. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, Shantae, calm down!" But I'm like, "No, like that's like fucking high fashion runway walk right there." Miss J would approve for sure. Shantae watches America's Next Top Model for sure, or Canada's Next Top Model. Yeah, because Holly J's walk being like it should be like this is like, and I'm like, no, no. no. It's just as bad as Katie's walk, which Holly J was giving Katie shit for not having a good walk. Um, but then Holly J collapsed. Also, they had to like pay for that state, like the yeah. runway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. No, I'm I'm totally with you. <laughs> but Holly J collapsed because her kidneys are shitty still. Um, and then the theme song happens, and I finally realized that this theme song sounds like like the eight bit Avatar High set yes. music. It sounds like that from the end.com. Solid. Yes. Um, and like the bleep bloop blops. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why it made me think of Motion City soundtrack because they definitely lean on some bleep bloop blops. That is like, <laughs> like you're not wrong, but also they're just like so different. I want I want to introduce you to like any of my friends who are really like like manage like EDM like DJ guys so you can ask them about their bleep bleep blocks. <laughs> All I, want. I clearly know a lot about music, guys. <laughs> um, but 
then we're at the hospital and Holly J is extremely dehydrated and she's crumbling and making bad jokes and dialysis. She's now going on dialysis every day and is awaiting like she might need a kidney transplant, which is crazy. But I'm also kind of like impressed that Degrassi has kept with this kidney storyline yeah. for as long as it has. Absolutely. Although it has opened up some doors for them drama wise. So. Yeah, for sure. Makes sense. But it definitely seems like a thing that would have been like, eh, we're dropping this. She's better now. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then we're with Dave and Adam. Yep. Because they're doing their radio show. Right. And, and Katie's on the show and she's like very much flirting with Adam. And she's like, come to the fashion show. La la la. And then we learn that Dave is hosting it. And she's like, you should be a model, Adam. We need more boy models. And I was like, dude, she's flirting. Super flirting. Um, But then, oh, God, then we're with Imogen and Eli. Are we at, like, play practice? No, because Fiona and Eli are, like, talking in the hallway. And oh, Imogen right. runs over and starts saying things. And Fiona gives Eli this look and walks <laughs> away. And I just wrote the same Fiona. Yeah, because Imogen comes up and is like, I read your script. It hit me right here. And then she takes his hand and puts it on her heart and she's like did you feel that it's my heart <laughs> i'm like please stop it insane and eli's like um yeah thanks cool bye <laughs> um and she's oh. like saying that she wants to play clara and he's like well you know she's like a very complex character blah 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 and he's talking about how she has like layers and whatever and imogen's like she sounds like a burrito no because he says she he compares her to Soviet Russia because he like paraphrases Winston Churchill and says that she's Claire is a riddle wrapped in a mystery stuffed inside an enigma. And I'm like, oh, my God, Eli. And she's yeah. And that's when she's like, she sounds like a burrito. Now I'm hungry. And I'm like, is she high? Is I hope high? so. I hope so. Because um, that like that is the thing that I would say if I was stoned and at no other time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And, yeah, because he's like, well, if you want to get inside the character, you have to get to know Claire. And she's complicated. Like Stalin, apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> um, but then we're with Fiona and Holly J. And Holly J's telling Fiona about how she might need a kidney transplant or something. And, and Fiona's like, why are you here at this dumb thing? Stop right. running everything. Go home. And, she's and then she like, puts Katie in charge. And yeah, she puts Katie in charge of the fashion show thing. Um, but then we're with Dave and Adam, and Adam is calling him LL Cool A, <laughs> which I think is kind of cute, actually. It's not bad. And he's it's not being, great, but it's and not he's bad. like, dude, you should go for it with Katie. And Dave Ugh. says, I know when a girl is flirting, but anecdotal evidence proves that Dave does not know when a girl is flirting. He's but in a- this case, she was flirting. Yeah. And he's like, you should go for it. And Adam's like, oh, no. Like, I don't know if she knows I'm trans. I don't know. Blah. And he's like, just go for it, dude. Whatever. It's a valid concern. But also, I feel like cat's out of the bag at this point. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody knows that. But OK. Um, but then, oh, my God. But then we're in the cafeteria. And Imogen is, like, mirroring everything Claire does at lunch. Yeah, my note on this is just Imogen is a loon. <laughs> and, then she, and then Claire's like, what are you doing? And she's like, are you, like copying me and she's like yes i'm studying you i want to be you and then claire goes but i'm taken by me yeah (laughs) which was great i love claire (laughs) and she's like i want to play you in the play la 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 and claire's like okay i'll help you like 
I'll help you get the character down right. I'm like, why are you helping with this? Well, first, well, first she, uh, Claire gets up to like walk away, and Imogen's like, "Where are you going?" And she's like, "There's a little voice in my head telling me that I should leave this right now." And Imogen's like, "You hear voices too?" Oh my god! But she followed this up with like Claire gave her a look, and she did like this smile that made me think that oh, Imogen has a sense of humor. <laughs> I hate her less. <laughs> I did hate her less in this episode. Me too. I hate her less. And I like that she has a sense of humor about how fucking weird she is. Yeah. I'm on board for that. Like, be weird and own it, but, like, also maybe, like, just chill with some boundaries. Yeah. I Yeah. She's very weird and very strange, and I think she's deliberately so. Yes. And, and that's what bothers me. And she's more, like... I want to be somebody different and interesting and push the boundaries to make my life more interesting because it's not actually interesting, interesting, which is dangerous when you're trying to, when you're telling children to not take their medication. Seriously. She, like, I think she's just very naive, but, but she like said some really evil shit in that last episode that I'm still, I still can't let go of that guys. No, I know everybody fucking loves her, but but eh, whatever. I hate, I don't, I dislike her less, but I'm still very apprehensive about her. Same. Yeah. I just, especially towards the end of this episode, I'm like, nope, back to, back to really disliking this person. And yeah, I think it's like, I think it's naivety, naivete thing. And I think it's also like, just like being super try hard to be like the weird kid. Yeah. As someone who like, definitely like middle school like i think i think i'm like especially annoyed by imogen because like middle school kelsey very heavily identifies with imogen (laughs) as being like super try hard be to be the weird kid and like was already naturally the weird kid didn't have to try that hard (laughs) but tried that hard anyway yeah allegra is here and she's nodding in agreement she knows (laughs) and then yeah yeah, it's like it kind of reminds me of like the beginning of ladybird when when Saoirse Ronan is like, I wish something terrible would happen to me. Like, nothing ever happens to me. I'm so boring. Or she says something like that. And that reminds me of Imogen. She's like, oh, I wish I could experience a trauma or something interesting yeah. so I could be somebody unique. And it's like, yes, girl, this is coming from such a place of privilege. Yes. Also, like, I think it bothers me that, like, again, with the, like, you know, she she's definitely affecting an attitude that I affected in, like... <laughs> sixth or seventh grade seventh grade i don't know one of those one of those two middle school and like but the fact that she's like a junior in high school and hasn't grown out of it is what bugs me yeah i don't know like i'm definitely being unfair and it's definitely coming from like a personal place i know i know yeah but and it's definitely just like coming from like a personal place in my heart where I'm like, girl, no. Yeah, no. You're better. You can be better than this. <laughs> really? Can she? I don't know. I got or better. You just, well, you're just talking to yourself. <laughs> I am. I really am. Uh, you guys, Degrassi is just like looking in a mirror. Degrassi is my black mirror. Just you projecting guys. your own shit onto these <laughs> characters. Yeah, I mean, that's what everyone does with TV, right? That's super normal. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's part of it. Um, but then I don't remember how this happens. McClare's like, okay, I'll help you, whatever. Um, and then, and then Adam goes to pick up his tuxedo shirt because he's going to model in the talent show. And he's like, ooh, I do, I mean Zoolander and gives like a blue steel. And he and Katie are still very flirty. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, just by the way, 
I want to let you know that I'm trans. And she's like, oh, yeah, I knew that. I was just, like, treating you like one of the boys. I'm not really – I didn't really even think about it. And Which is very we, awesome. Yeah. Um, but then we are with Holly J. And she finds out her entire family has a different blood type than her, which I don't think is actually that uncommon, but whatever. Maybe it depends on the blood type. Because I don't think I'm the same – I don't remember. I'm the same as my mom. Yeah, I think I'm the same as like one of my parents. Um, but, but maybe I, if like I, both parents but I think are. It, it is weird if like because I think she's like your sister, your mom, and your dad are all A B, and you're just A. Um, and then her mom says, "You've always been more Type A than the rest of us," which but is I feel a pretty like good joke, actually. Can two? I guess two A Bs can make an A if you're doing like that Punnett square thing. Yeah, I It's like so. technically. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't done that since I was 15. So <laughs> I have no idea. I have no memory. But yeah, nobody has the same blood type as she does. And it's like, all right, we'll try. And her mom's like, I've never understood biology anyway. <laughs> um, and I'm like, okay, she's obviously adopted, but whatever. Um, Seriously. And then... And then we're with Imogen and Claire it's the again. next day. She and read so many books in one night. And apparently Imogen, they're all Hemingway. Yeah. Imogen is like, I read all of these. And it's like a stock of books. And Claire's like, you read all of my top Hemingways in one night. And I'm like, also, Claire's Hemingway so obnoxious. would be Claire's favorite author. <laughs> of course. I only know like one other person whose favorite author is Hemingway. And they're like very Claire. Especially when they were in high school, they were very Claire. <laughs> Less Claire now. Um... But then, and then Claire's like, all right, I'll keep helping you, but you have to make me a promise. Like, you have to make Clara, like, a more sympathetic character. And Imogen's like, yeah, sure, fine, cool. Um, and then we're with Holly J and Fiona, and Fiona's like, I'm going to get my blood tested. Like, might as well see, whatever. Um, and But Holly J is now spiraling because she's like, nobody in my whole entire family has the same blood type as me. And guess what? I'm not in any photos from Christmas 1993 in my family photo album when it should have been my first Christmas. And Fiona's like, maybe you were sleeping? <laughs> Fiona's just like really trying hard, but we're all like, nah, Holly yeah. J is adopted. Um, and it's just like, all right, Holly J's probably adopted. Um, but then we're at the school, then we're at the play auditions. And I guess Sadie is also auditioning for this. She is not a good actress. And Eli's like, nobody's good. Nobody good has come in yet. And then in walks Imogen in her like Claire polka dot dress get up. Doing a pretty good Claire impersonation. I, seriously, I was like, Imogen is nuts, but also a good actress. Um, And then... Is this one? No. Then we're at the fashion show because my next note is, what is the budget for this show? Right. My next note is, how does Degrassi have a budget to do this fashion show and not a prom? Yeah. Um, And Sav is so pretty. And So pretty. Holly. Are we with Holly J? No. Well, then we're we're also with like Adam and Katie and they look kind of good together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, cool. I always forget how tall Adam is. Um, he's so tall. He's very tall. He's yeah. so tall. They look good together. I don't know. I have like, I, I want to ship them, but I'm too mad at Katie yeah. because of the way the episode played us out. Because in my notices, they look good together. But like in life, I'm like, I guess they look good together. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck you, Katie. Um, I don't know. My next note is Holly J is spiraling, but I don't really remember what yeah, was happening. I wrote the same part. thing. Holly J is freaking out. <laughs> Um, but then we're back at the auditions and I just wrote, you're tearing me apart is such a cliche line because that's 
part of the dialogue. Yep. And then, oh, my note for my note for them doing their dialogue is why do I like this? <laughs> um, and then they're kissing, and, then and he's, he's like, like, and scene. He's like fully like transference, like yeah, yeah. Um, but then we're back at we're the fashion like show. Backstage at the fashion show, where all the dresses are still terrible and sparkly. And Adam is talking to Marisol and trying to get like the four one one on Katie. Uh, and Marisol says she thinks you're a interesting person. Yeah, and she's like, with your situation, like I don't think she's into that. You don't. Uh, does she say you don't have the right parts? No, or she says unless you are physically different, I don't think you're right. her type. Ugh. I wrote it down word for word because I was like. This makes me feel gross inside. I don't I don't like Marisol. I just It's very harsh. It is harsh. But but also at the same time like you have to be upfront about if you don't like somebody. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean it's always harsh when someone's like they don't like you what no matter the reason, but Yeah. I I think maybe if she was just like sorry, she's not into you, yeah. maybe like being like, like she's into the someone blow else a little bit. Don't be like these are the reasons. I'm going to be kind of gentle, but let me just point out your point biggest out. insecurity yep. and let you know that that's the reason why she doesn't like you. Pretty much. Like I'm like damn Marisol. <laughs> like just um, be like nah, nah, nah dog. She's good. And then my next note is Holly J confirmed adopted because she confronts her mom in the car. And her mom wanted to wait until she was 18. Yeah. Which I feel like is a weird call. Because she wanted her to feel 100% Sinclair, which like, I don't know. I know there are lots of different ways to handle telling your child that they're adopted. Some people wait. Some people tell them right away. Like, I don't know what the right call is for that. That's like every family's individual decision um so i don't really know if i can have an opinion on whether that was a good thing or a bad thing because i am not adopted fair but holly J does feel very betrayed and she's like you've lied to me for my entire life i'm just more like 18 feels like such an arbitrary well that's when you're an adult and you go away off to college i guess but i feel like on your own i feel like she's like i want you to feel like part of the family so i'm gonna tell you right before you leave for school and feel disconnected (laughs) from everyone it's like just i don't know i just don't understand the 18 i think it's more like now that you're an adult and you like you need to be taking care of yourself now you should know this going forward if even just for like medical reasons like when you're off on your own, you have to know, like, your family history and guess what? You're adopted. <laughs> yes. Like, shit like I that. I think that's fair. I don't um, know. I just thought the 18 thing was weird. But her mom is super nice. I don't know. Sometimes right. I forget that some of the parents on this show are good. And her, her mom, mom is, is being, way better than she used to be. Yeah. She started off, like, really not great. But yeah. now she's been really good. Um, Do you remember when she was like, say goodbye to the car forever as she dropped her off to school, like (laughs) at random? She's like, by the way. She's like, by the way, we're losing the house and we're losing this car. Say goodbye. Bye. Um, Yeah, she's much better. She has grown. Um, And and also, thank God for free health care because in Canada, because otherwise they would be even more destitute after this kidney business. (laughs) Seriously. Um. But then we're with Dave and Adam, and Adam is all insecure of after what Marisol said, and he's like, "Dude, Dave, look at my chest. 
you got to tell me my situation. Let me know what's going on. And Dave is very weirded out. And he's like, why are you making me do this? Yeah. Uh, I, I was just like, Adam, maybe Dave's not the guy for this. <laughs> like, maybe talk to Eli I was going to say, this. call Eli or um, Claire. Claire will give you an honest oh, yeah, answer. And Claire. Claire will give you an honest answer and be gentle about it. And so will Eli. Why are you doing this with Dave? I get that because, we're trying to establish them as friends now, but come on. Because then Dave just says, let's be real. Boobs are happening and like walks away. Like, again, Dave, not the guy for this. <laughs> But I guess he's like, Adam is like, you're a dude. You're going to give me an honest opinion. Let me know what's happening. And Dave is like, why are you putting this on me? <laughs> uh, but yeah, boobs are happening. Um, but then we're with Holly J and she does not seem to be dealing with the fact that she's adopted at all. And this is jumping to, I need to find my birth parents to get a kidney. And, and Fiona's like, take your time. Absorb this information. Like, this is a big thing. And she's like... Uh, it like I don't have time to absorb it, or I'm gonna I'm gonna die otherwise, or something. And then the episode part one ends. That's the end of part one. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but then part two starts with her finding her birth mother's name like online because it's her name is public and her name is Dawn, and she tells her mom that she wants to like call her and try to meet her to see about a kidney. Pretty much, yeah. Although I feel like maybe, well, yeah, I guess she she does. My original note for this, because I thought she was going to ask her over the phone, was like, hey, maybe do this in person. Yeah. Uh, she's <laughs> like, I'm going to call her today. Yeah. So I thought that was a choice, but it turns out that she was smart about it. <laughs> um, and then we're with Adam. Adam and his mom, his mom is dropping him off at school and Adam is like, I want chest reconstruction. And his mom is like, what are you talking about? Like, you can't do that. But she does make good points and is like, you're 15 and your body is still changing. I'm like, that is like, you're probably still going through pure puberty. Maybe not a good time to do this. And she's like, but I will talk. We will talk to your counselor about it. So, yeah, I can't pretend good. to know the biology of this. Those sound either. like sound points, but also I'm like, I don't know. But I mean, I feel like, yeah, but I feel like 15 is too early and not just because it's like, you're a kid, you don't know what you're talking about. But I think like literally, like biologically, your body is still changing when you're a 15 year old. So probably. I don't know. Probably. Um, I think it's also probably like person to person. That's very true. Some people, people develop at different stages. Um, but then. But also if you start taking hormones at that age and get true. proactive about that, then that'll reverse all of that anyway. That's very true. Um, and I also don't know, like, the process of, like, just hormone. Hormones usually do come before surgery. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, I know a few people who have transitioned, and they were on hormones for, like, a long time and before. you have to do it for, like, a, at least a year. Oh, yeah, no. And um, do counseling for, like, a year they were, or so before. They were on hormones for, like, a couple of years before. Any, right. Like, I, I only know one person who's, like, that I know of who's undergone any sort of surgery everyone else just like is on hormones right but like they were on hormones for like two years but it's also just because like like phalloplasty is super expensive oh, yeah. and top surgery is really expensive and it's you know it's a again challenge. it's a case by yeah. case basis allegra's raising, allegra's her, raising hand. her hand and needs to chime in uh <laughs> no i had a friend i don't think they were even on tea for a whole year or maybe just a little over a year before they decided to do the um What's the, do you know the proper term for it? Top surgery. I don't know. My friend yeah. just called it top surgery. It's expensive because America. So yeah. I don't know what the deal is with Canada. Hashtag um, maybe it's different. Hashtag maybe it's different. 
but it's like a really long recovery time. Like they couldn't hold their dog because they had a thick little puppy. Frankie is my best friend. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah. So like, I I know hormone like being ho- being on hormones is essentially like a second puberty. Uh, from what I've heard, because um, another one of my friends who's on who's been taking estrogen for a while, they're like, yeah, like your tits grow and <laughs> your body starts to like develop fat in like womanly areas, you know? And they're like, yeah, and I'm like all crampy and weird and achy all the time. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. Like, you might as well do that shit while you're already doing that shit, I guess. So I feel like the earlier people start, it's like, it's not only like physically, I think your body has a better chance of transitioning or not chance, but just like an easier time transitioning when your body's already going through those changes. I'm not a doctor though. I'm not an expert on that. Um, but <laughs> puberty twice, come on. Fuck yeah, no, that sounds shit. like a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, everyone but that like I know. it's a different, it's a different puberty. Yeah. But... I mean, everyone that I know has been on like testosterone for some reason i know like several trans people but for some reason i only know um people who yeah who've uh transitioned female to male but yeah all of them have were on testosterone for a while yeah i I feel like i feel like actually staying on testosterone like can be like a several year process i don't know again we're talking about shit we do we don't know anything about i just know based on people that i know in my life yeah nothing of personal experience (laughs) sorry we're getting stuff wrong we are not authorities on fuck all no what are we authorities on holland um early aughts romantic comedies specifically yes um, um pop punk Lizzie from McGuire, pop punk from Duff like 2000 until about 2006 2007 i feel like a real good authority on harry potter, harry potter. potter. yeah i will i am a published author co-author co-issue editor of a harry potter trivia magazine so i think that quali- i'm like highly qualified holland has carried every single one of our harry potter trivia teams oh yeah we've won every time that I've been on the team. It's true. Neville gonna give you up as our team name. It's true. We've only won twice at bars that are both now closed <laughs> forever. Yes. yes. So I just have gift certificates for <laughs> money at bars that don't exist anymore, but they're like my little trophies because <laughs> I'm like, I did this. <laughs> it's the small things, guys. Yeah. Um, that, that's about all we're authorities on. Anyway, Adam and his mom are gonna go talk to his counselor about surgery. But she's like kind of, she's. She's not very, quite as closed off to it as she was previously. Yeah, she's apprehensive about it, but she's, like, willing to explore what this would mean, um, which is growth for her. And then we're with Holly J, and she's calling her Brit Bomb and setting up a meeting, and it's, of course, going to be at the dot. Obviously. Um, and then we are with Imogen, and she finds out that she got the part of Clara, um, and then she walks up to Eli and is like, I know I'm your leading lady, both on stage and in your heart. And he's like, oh, no, we're not together. I yeah. am not in the right place, emotionally speaking. Which is, this is the proudest I've and ever I'm been like, of Eli. No, and I'm like, yeah, that is 100% correct. And I was like, womp womp, Eli sucks, but he's telling the truth. And I also, mean, but, please go back on your meds, please. Seriously. But also, like, he seems like he's doing okay at this particular at this one moment. exact moment. Where he's like, hey, 
I'm probably not good to be in a relationship. My emotions really need to be kept in balance. Yeah. And he's experienced what it's like to be with Imogen. And I think he was maybe terrified, as he should have been. Fair. Um, and then we're with Katie and Adam. They like Is this when they like go to a book signing together? Or yeah. And Katie wants to be a journalist. And Adam also wants to be a journalist. And he Again. plans on being a radio journalism major in college. Is that a thing? I mean, it's like it's probably like a branch of broadcast. Um, it's hyper specific. I've heard of broadcast journalism. Also, Does it fall under the umbrella of broadcast journalism? Yeah, that's what I just said. No, I know, but like, why is it a set? Can you major in it though? You could probably, you would probably major in like broadcast or in journalism with an emphasis in like broadcast radio, like and even further emphasizing on radio. If you go to a journalism school, you could probably do that, like. Or if you go to a journalism school, you could at least major in, like, broadcast and work for, like, the radio station at the school. Or, or at least in at my school, you probably could have done that. Like, I had a friend who was a journalism major, but he, like, volunteered and worked at one of the radio stations. And he had, like, he had a recurring segment every Friday called Crazy Carl's Hour or something like that. And it was great. And he had on, like... One of the ladies who worked at our dining hall who was, like, infamous, her name was Sandy, and she was sweet and, like, gave everybody hugs and stuff. It wasn't creepy. She was amazing. She was, like, 80. And, but anyway. I had you, a radio show in college. <laughs> your for, own? Yeah. By myself. For oh, like, really? For, like, two months. <laughs> yeah. And then I got bored, and I stopped. But I don't know if you could specifically major in radio journalism, but yes, it's, that was it's my question. probably, like, broadcast with, like, an emphasis in radio. Um, if, if you go to the right school, you could probably do get as close to that. It just feels weird and specific. It's weird, specific, and also kind of a dying industry. I mean, I'm one to talk, but radio even more so. Like, Although, I guess podcast journalism. Right. Podcasts. Yeah. It's the same premise. Same it's premise. It's just the internet. Um, but although also maybe I just think it's more dying because I don't drive a car anymore. But I don't know if people who drive cars, I feel like they listen to like their own music and podcasts now instead of like the radio. I don't know. I don't know. Have not driven a car in a year and a half. Yeah. And when I'm in a car, I don't listen to the radio. Although maybe like satellite radio, like Sirius. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, we're haven't been in a car in a while. Unclear. Really getting Outside of topic. an Uber. I only go. <laughs> I know exactly. And that's like Uber drivers playing their own weird music. It's always weird. Although sometimes it's good. I was in an Uber like a couple weeks ago and he played um, One Two Step by Sierra and I was in my bed. He was playing like everything from that time period that would have played at like a middle school dance and it was oh great. God. That happens to me once in a while. One time I got like all of the like. All the like Blink-182 and shit. Nice. That's always a good time. It was solid. It was like all like, you know, like 90s alternative. Mm, nice. <laughs> I was like, cool. You've, you've clocked me. One time I got like this Uber driver had a full on like mixed CD with just various Justin Bieber from like different points. <laughs> like just different. Only Justin Bieber. Like, like too late to say I'm sorry and like baby like di- like all Justin all sides of Justin Bieber I was like what is did happening? he just like download the Justin Bieber discography I don't know that's I don't what, know that's it what was... I used to do when I used to like download all of my music illegally 
before oh, yeah, I had Spotify, get, like, I'd get an entire discography. Yeah, you'd find like one artist and you're like, I need to own everything that you've ever done. Um, anyway, Uber tangent. Um, I don't even remember where we are. I don't know. We were talking about the radio. Oh, Adam and, oh, yeah. Adam and Katie both want to be journalists. Um, and I, is this when Adam was like, I like you? Yes. And then he also, and then Katie was like, oh, I don't. And he was like, I'm going to get surgery. And Katie was like, uh, okay. okay. And yeah. that's when I realized, oh, Katie doesn't want to do this. Katie does not seem Mm-mm. interested or stoked or even more than nonplussed. Yeah. Um, but then we're with, we're at the dot and we're with Fiona and she's like, I bet your mom is like, I bet she gave you up so she'd go on and have like a great career and la la la. And I'm like, okay, you're really talking up this lady you don't know. But her mom turns out to like be kind of cool anyway. Yeah. Um, well. But I like that Holly J immediately assumes it's like the business lady and not like the redhead with two kids. Right. I'm Um, like, she has your hair, dude. I know. Um, yeah. Cause she, yeah. And that's what happens then then we're with imogen and she's like lying about something yeah, to she's claire. she's lying to claire she's like, i got the part and the man here's a coupon for little mistakes and claire's like great i'll go with jake and i'm like why is she doing this? i know we mention it every time but every time we say little mistakes i hear little mistakes well that's the point that's <laughs> that's why that's I, I don't know if that's, i don't thing. know i don't know if that's why they named it that though why else would they name it Little Mistakes? It's because it know. sounds like Little Mistakes. I don't. I feel like that's too on the nose. It's Degrassi. All right, fair. <laughs> fair. <laughs> the club above the dot. It's called Above the Dot. <laughs> that's fair. I'm not sure if Little Mistakes is too clever or too on the nose for Degrassi, but it's too one of those. <laughs> I think it's like just right. It's like the baby bear. It's like this is perfectly Degrassi. <laughs> just right. Um, but then we are back with Holly J and her mom and she did give her up so she could like stay in college and go to school and then she became like big in finance but now she's a single mom and has to support her kids and works like a flex job. I don't know. We learn a lot about Dawn. We do learn a lot about Dawn. Um, I'm this, glad that Fiona's with her, by the way. Yes. And then Holly J backs out of asking for the kidneys because she's kind of freaked out and also doesn't feel she's doesn't. It seems like she doesn't want to burden Dawn with this. Or Yeah. She keeps looking at cause the she kids. Likes, yeah. Because she likes her and she's like, oh, I didn't expect to like want to actually get to know you. Um. Yeah, and she's, like, looking at the kids, and she's, like, you're a single mom. Like, I don't know if you can... Like, this is all stuff we are assuming is going through her head because she just doesn't ask her about the kidneys. And she's, like, I gotta go now. Bye. Yep. And then we're with Adam and his mom and the counselor, and Adam's, like, so did I pass the test? Do I get the thing? And the counselor's, like, that's not really how this works. Like, there's, like, a whole process, and we have to do a lot more counseling, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And then they talk about hormone, like potentially going on to ho- on hormones being the next step. And then Adam is like, "No, I need like an immediate solution." He admits it's for a girl, yeah. and his mom is like, "Seriously, like, yeah. of course, you're such a teenager, basically." And then the counselor's the count- like, "Oh no, <laughs> yeah." And the counselor's <laughs> you're not like, "Ready for this?" <laughs> no. And then the counselor's like, "I have a suggestion," and like gives him a pamphlet, and we will learn about it later. Right. 
Um, yeah, because he's like, like I need to, yeah, I need to look like how I feel, and yeah, which is valid. Hmm. Um, and then and then we're with Holly J, and she's like, I didn't expect to want to get to know her. La la la. I'm freaking out. That's why I didn't ask about the kidneys. Um, and then we're with Imogen, who is stalking Claire and Jake on their date. And she is such a fucking schemer. She has invited Eli out while she's doing yeah. so. Well, I figured like as soon as she said anything, as soon as she lied to Claire and then gave her like a coupon oh, yeah. for two there and was, was like, bring up. your boyfriend. I was like, oh, she's going to invite Eli to this. And like, yeah, whatever. So she invites Eli out on the pretense of like talking about the script and he goes for some reason and yeah, I feel like Eli's smarter than that. And then she's like, let's go over here. And then like they walk by. Oh, she, wait, a really great thing happens, which I really enjoy. She goes, wow, you look fantastic. And he's like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then she drags him. She's like, let's go this way. And then she like is holding onto his arm and is like, oh, hey, didn't know that we'd run into you here today to Claire and Jake. And Claire's like, oh, I know what the fuck's going on. And... Eli freaks out. And, and Imogen keeps calling him Muffin. And he's like, stop calling me that. And then he runs away. She's like, if you, have you ever seen a less Muffin-like person than Eli? <laughs> and then Claire's like, the real Claire Edwards would would do, or would never have done anything like that. And then Imogen is like, the real Claire Edwards would have done anything to get what she wants. And I'm like, I mean, Not maybe. really. I mean... <laughs> She's no. a bit, when Claire's determined, she fucking, like, goes after what she wants. That Remember is, how bold Claire is. That is true. <laughs> that, is, that is a fair fucking She's, point. Yeah. When she's spiraling and is, like, needs to do something, she fucking does it. That's a good point. Maybe Imogen does get Claire. <laughs> I think she kind of does. In a weird, twisted way, but, yeah. Um, but... Then we're with Katie and she's trying to like let Adam down easy. And she's like, I don't like you like that. And Adam's like, no, that's not what I meant. And then like walks away and it's sad. Yeah. She's like, I think you misinterpreted. Right. It's, it makes me sad. Yeah. It's a bummer. It's just a real bummer. Um, and then we're with Fiona and Holly J and we find out that Fiona's not a match. And Holly J is like, well, I wouldn't have made, let her do it anyway. And, and then but we find she's out on the she, transplant list now. Because she has end stage kidney failure. Yep. Um, and she might have to defer from Yale. And it's depressing. Um, but then are we at the next? We're back with Adam and Adam has a compression vest. Yay. Um, and then Dave <laughs> is like. Hey, cool, flat, etc. Yeah. And then Adam's like, you helped me so much. And I'm like, did he? <laughs> did he help at all? I don't but know. But Dave does say one thing that made me laugh. And he's like, yeah, don't really want to do that again. It was confusing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot <laughs> about that. sexually confusing for me. Because <laughs> I am also 15. <laughs> um. And then we're at the dot. And also, this is the first time I realized that the scooter shop is across the yes, street. I wrote, the dot. I, I wrote Motoretta is across the street from the dot. Um, and Holly J. Um, does she call Dawn? She, no, she meets up she with Dawn. She meets Don. up with Dawn and tells her about the kidneys. And she's like, 
all right, let me get tested. Like, we'll see. But she's like considering it. She's not like on board. She's not like, yes, I'll help you. She's like, maybe. She's considering it and she will get tested. Yeah. But she's like, uh, you know, she's not super into it. Um, And then we're at play practice and Eli apologizes to Imogen, surprisingly. Um, And then also, guess what? Jake is helping build sets now. Yep, because... Eli is not over Claire, apparently. Yeah, because he's like, like Jake walks by and Imogen's like, oh my gosh, like, so you really are over her. And he's like, no, I'm not over her. Like, go, like, doing this whole thing made me realize I'm not over her at all. And you know what they say? Like, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. And yeah, I'm like, he, oh my God. He straight up references and then quotes Sun Tzu. Yeah. I'm like, cool, Art of War reference. <laughs> like, live your life, I guess. And then. We are with Adam again, who has joined an FTM website. And I'm like, yay, community. I'm glad. Thank God for the internet. Am I right? Yes. Very happy Adam has found his people. Um, And then the episode ends with Dawn calling Holly J. And it's like, oh, yay, she's a match. Oh, but wait, she wants $20,000 for her kidney. And then the episode ends. Which is rough i just all right on one hand if she was getting this surgery in america it would cost more than that on the other hand what the fuck don yeah not great if my friend needed a kidney and i matched with them i would give you get two she's your daughter i mean i know you gave her up for adoption and like you don't know her and i guess you're struggling but she's like she's your daughter she's your daughter Ugh. Also, $20,000 is pretty steep. That's a lot of money. Like, I don't think you're going to, like, miss out on $20,000 worth of, like, paychecks for your no, recovery time also, like, for this. Odds are your company will pay you for your time off. Yeah, probably. If you're, like, going through a surgery. Yeah. Even if it is elective. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. It's complicated. And then, yeah, the episode's over. So, Spirit Squad Captain? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Holly J. Holly J. Sure. For she, like, reached out and met her birth mom. She took this adoption news, like, pretty well. Real well. Rolled with the punches. Yeah. yeah. Did what she had to do. Holly J. Holly J. Um, Ship. I don't know. Claire and Jake, sure. I don't really give I don't know. Sure, why not? Um the only like non-problematic pairing in the episode, I guess. Um moral. Um be mindful when you are about just be mindful about your health and surgeries. Whether they're elective or you need a kidney transplant. I don't know. Don't try to force something that isn't there. Yeah. That is, um, for the record, that is Imogen ex- ex- exclusive. That has nothing to do with Adam. That is just Imogen trying to force this Eli thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right. Um, great bye. <laughs> We have a lot of emails, so if you've tweeted at us and we don't mention the tweet, sorry, we have too many emails and only so much time. <laughs> um, all right, so this is from Rachel. Hi, Kelsey and Holland. I'm Rachel, a longtime fan from Bermuda. Oh, cool. 
who is currently at university in the UK. In Bermuda, we get American TV, so I used to watch Degrassi on the N and Teen Nick. I'm a bit younger than you, Queens, as I started watching Degrassi in season 10, but also managed to catch up on previous seasons by watching reruns of the old episodes. As season 10 was my first season, Claire is my OTP, and I can't wait for you guys to see how Eli and Claire evolved through the series. I know I'm too old to still watch Degrassi, but somehow whenever a new season comes out, especially as it's on Netflix now, I find myself binging the episodes in a couple of days. I'm pretty sure they didn't have Degrassi on TV here in the UK, as none of my friends watched it, so I can't reminisce about it with them. I love the discussions you have about the characters and all the references to pop culture and other TV shows. It brings back all the memes. Whenever I meet someone new from Canada, I jokingly bring up Degrassi and a Canadian exchange student at my university went to the same high school as the actor who plays Owen. She said he was a few years older, so she didn't really know him and couldn't comment on his personality in real life. Darn. Here's some fun facts I've discovered about Degrassi. I followed Shane Kipple on Instagram, and he sometimes posts about his acting comedy group called Wise Guys with other Degrassi alumni like Dalmar Abuzed, Danny, Danny Raymond Ablak, Sav. Sav, Scott Patterson, Johnny DeMarco, uh, Melinda Shankar, Allie, Luke Bal... Drew. Drew. <laughs> Is it Patterson or Paterson? It has like one T It has in one it. T, but I've uh, never heard of a last name Paterson, so I'm going with Patterson. But also, that's not a double T. Yeah, but last names are weird and yeah, dumb. I don't know. Mine has a random C in there. It's, Unclear as to why. But they're weird and dumb, so it could be Paterson. It could. That's true. So let us know the pronunciation of Johnny DeMarco's last name in real life. Actually, I don't really care, but whatever. Yeah, I can't even pronounce Drew, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> Bialik? I don't I have no idea. Bialik? Bialik? Unclear. Mm. Monroe Chamber and Aislinn Paul, who play Eli and Claire, were in a made-for-TV Lifetime movie together before they were on Degrassi, based on a real event called Murder in the Hamptons, where they played twin siblings. <laughs> we need to watch this movie. Why have we not watched? Did you hear me getting excited as I read this Did you watch the YouTube clip she said? No! <laughs> The editing of this is hilarious, so 2000 and late. Thank you for bringing it back. <laughs> Thanks for remembering. Because <laughs> we do not. No, I forget everything. I like to do things more in theory than in practice. I have not watched this YouTube clip. And I was going to say that I will. We know I won't. I never we'll watch, watch it after this. Okay, that's fair. Because <laughs> I really want to see murder in the Hamptons. That sounds incredible. Do the twins murder? We got to watch it. Oh, gotta we got to watch it. We got to watch it. <laughs> Next wine night. That's what's happening. Yes. Watch murder More in the Hamptons. Show. It's, murder, it's murder in the Hamptons in Greece. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. We should watch Murder anyway. in the Hamptons first so we can get drunk. And then when Greece happens, we're just like belting yeah. everything. Yeah. I mean... We don't have to be that drunk. That's, that's very true. We were, <laughs> I will build no matter what. Listen, we were stone cold sober at 10 o'clock in the morning watching Hercules in my bed true. singing. <laughs> well, stone cold hungover, but yeah, still, it was the morning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was the morning and we had coffee and we were singing Go the Distance. <laughs> yes. So. And I won't say I'm in love like five times. So many times. It's so good. All right. Continuing. <laughs> Stephen Stone, the husband of co-creator of the Degrassi universe, Lyndon Schuler. You guys, I can't Skyler? pronounce. Skyler? Oh, who cares? Can't pronounce last names. And the executive producer of Degrassi, The Next Generation, as well as, as well as one of the composers of the Degrassi theme music, just came out with a book called Whatever It Takes, parentheses, what a great name, <laughs> about his time in the Canadian TV and music industries. Might be an interesting read for all Panthers out there. Also, please watch this interview of Stephen 
stone stone unclear stone? sure given by miriam mcdonald and it, he says that he regrets having emma and spinner get married and spinner getting married storyline on the show fucking finally oh i've watched that video yeah it's been sent to me six hundred thousand times <laughs> Finally, a question for you two. Do you listen to any podcasts like yours which talk about all the episodes of a nostalgic TV show? Any you recommend? Sorry for the long email and keep up the great work. Rachel, we love a long email and thank you. Um, Let's see. I listen to a Buffy one called Buffering the Vampire Slayer. And I listen to um, a Daria one called um, uh, Sicker Sadder World. We've talked about Gilmore Guys. Yep. And best of friends. Um, my co- I don't listen to those anymore. Me neither. Well, I finished Gilmore Guys and I only listened to about half of Best of Friends. Um, I haven't listened to it, so I don't know if I can recommend it, but my coworker's brother is a co host of uh, the Gossip Guys podcast. Oh my God. I need to listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's any good, um, but he does it and it exists. Um, so you can check that out. I don't listen to any other like episode by episode ones though. Yeah. I think it's just, I think I just do, I'm looking at my podcast now. I do Buffering the Vampire Slayer and I do Sick or Sadder World. And I, th- yeah, I guess that's all I, I used to do a lot more, but that's all I do now. The only other like episodic esque thing that i listen to but it's books is the babysitters club club who've been on the show hey yeah they have shouts out <laughs> to jack and tanner um but that's also a good one um but yeah no otherwise i don't really listen to anything else like that i'm still catching up on my favorite murder i'm like almost caught up uh it's still my favorite podcast um but yeah Anyway, um, um, but we also have an email from Catherine and it's just the subject is Degrassi thoughts and starts. Hi, Kelsey and Holland. This email might be long. I'm warning you now. They're all long, Catherine. We're we're into it. We're used to it. Send like like type away. Caitlin sends us like as like three essay emails in a row all the time when we read all of it. Um, Shouts out, Caitlin, who is also now my Twitter friend. <laughs> Perfect. We um, were drunk tweeting at each other on Saturday. Oh, my God. Amazing. Um, um, but she says, I wanted to start out by saying that I love your podcast. It keeps me entertained during downtime at work and on the long drives home. It makes me feel like I'm discussing Degrassi with my friends. Also, the audio quality of the podcasts are great. Thank you. I know some people Skype in and it sounds like the person is there with you. I feel like our Sean ones are a little rougher, but we try our best. Um, I've listened to some podcasts where the people call in and it's kind of hard to hear. The special guests are great too. Your podcast title always makes me laugh because I say whatever it takes often thanks to Degrassi. My heart glows whenever a character says it. Anyway, I didn't have the end when I was younger, so when my peers talked about Jimmy getting shot or JT dying, I sat there and pretended I knew what they were talking about. I caught a few Degrassi episodes here and there, but really started watching consistently with Degrassi Takes Manhattan. Terrible place to start, I know. Even with my limited Degrassi knowledge, I knew Spinner and Emma were terrible together. Thanks to YouTube, I have seen all of the episodes now, and I watch Night's Class. It really isn't too bad, but I'm also in my mid-20s and watching Teenagers, so there's that. I'm almost done with season five of your podcast. Hopefully, I'll be able to catch up before you two are finished with the entire series. I'm curious to know your thoughts on Eli and Claire, so I'm excited to get to them in the podcast episodes. 
I hated them together when I first watched, but I was also a bit younger and maybe it'll be different being able to watch the episodes right after the other. It seemed like it dragged on forever. I don't want to give away any spoilers, but Claire hooks up with another guy in season 13 and I liked their friendship slash tiny romance a lot better. Also, Degrassi High and Degrassi Junior High are fantastic. It's cool to see how Snake, Spike, Joey, and Caitlin started. Snake is such a good guy, minus the cheating on Spike storyline in TNG. Caitlin and Spike are both wonderful. Joey is not the best. I also need to know your thoughts on Stephanie K. She's in Degrassi Junior High only, but she's something else. Plus, the fashion is great. I think that's everything. Thanks for making such a great podcast. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Catherine. Um, um. Yeah. The more, the longer we do this, the more I do want to watch Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi yeah. High. Yeah. Like, I want to see baby Spike and Snake and Caitlin and Joey. Me too. <laughs> and to learn about wheels as an origin story. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I, have, I have so many questions about wheels. <laughs> um, um, we also got an email from Bailey, which is, she basically wrote us the longest, most amazing fan fiction. It's it, so long, we cannot read it on this. It is actually too long to read. Which never, I don't know if we've ever said that before, it's, but it is. It's like, it's, it's so long. It's so detailed. It would take us another like 15 minutes to but read But we it. wanted to give her a shout out because it's amazing. And also I wanted to read my favorite line of the entire thing, which is, <laughs> Peter is not in the show and is never spoken of. <laughs> she goes through every single character. So basically, including Terry. We haven't described what she did yet. <laughs> Sorry. It's so, so good. I'm just so she delighted. She basically sent us a like a Degrassi reboot fan fiction that would take place like 10-ish years from now with all of like the OG next generation people grown up, like Paige, Spinner, Emma, Craig, Ellie, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it starts with, like, Craig coming back. Craig, like, finding out he has a child that he didn't know about who's now old enough to go to Degrassi. So he, like, moves back to Toronto and lives with Joey. And, like, they raise, like, this child he didn't know about <laughs> and who's, like, really angsty. Like, the one thing is, like, every single child of a Degrassi character that she proposed is, like, extremely angsty and, like, damaged in some way. Except for, like, maybe. Except for, like, maybe Liberties? I don't know. Unclear. Um, Actually, no. Liberties was, like, it's her adopted kid who comes back. Like, and she's, like, I'm gonna have to, like, tweak the timeline. There, It's just, she, like, has, like, a main character have, like, a child. And, like, almost all of them. It's incredible. And so long, but it's so good. We both like really enjoyed it. We texted each other about it. It was a good time. <laughs> it was just like a delight. And then Ellie and Ashley come back, and there's like a love triangle between them and Craig. But and like Emma. he obviously picks Ellie because Ellie is like back from like being terrible. <laughs> and then there's like Emma and Spinner are somehow still together and have and. But then we learned that, like, way back when Emma and Sean had, like, a one-night stand when he was, like, on leave. But then he comes back for good. And, like, Emma's child with Spinner, quote-unquote, looks an awful lot like Sean. Wait, she says... Wait, what does so, she say? Something about eyebrows. Wait, where Hang is on. it? Um, Spinner is a little puzzled when the baby is born with full, dark, manicured eyebrows. But God bless him. Spinner is still <laughs> dim as ever and he never catches on until Sean is discharged from the army and moves back to Toronto to open his mechanic shop, which he is now qualified to do because he has a university degree thanks to the GI Bill, which I realize is an American thing, but Canada probably has something similar, right? Maybe it's not different. <laughs> like, 
Like, that's just one tiny snippet of the email. It's all like this. It's amazing. It's incredible. Like, I <laughs> wish we could read the whole thing, but this podcast has already gone on for... Well, His name we're is Stryker edit, Mason Cameron, so I guess we eventually find out that he's Sean's son, but I don't know. Unclear. Snake is still the principal. I guess Jane comes back. Manny and Jay, like, had children early on, um, and they come back. I guess I have twins. I don't remember. I don't know. Oh, yeah, she, around. Named, she named Craig's son Julio after his mom, Julia. <laughs> I forgot about Julio, which is amazing. H- hilarious because she calls herself out for being like, which doesn't even make sense because Craig didn't know the baby existed. Just happenstance. <laughs> It just worked out. It just worked out that way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Liberty's a lawyer, and, like, her and JT's son, like, shows about their door um, and, like, apparently lives with her for some reason. But he's all angsty about, like, maybe he's a troublemaker because he was, like, adopted and was, like, meh, and now he's even angstier because he knows his father was murdered. (laughs) Jimmy is the new kid Elric. He's, like, never seen but always spoken of. Um, Marco and Dylan are back together and I think they, do they have a kid? Probably. Um, Alex is the new Sauve cause she got like, she's a counselor now and got her psychology degree, which I love. I love Alex as the new Miss Sauve. I'm totally on board. Also, Terry and Spinner get back together. Yes. Terry's like a hotshot, like supermodel. Hazel's back too. Um, it's like a single mom. I don't know. Um, Maybe Jimmy's the dad. Who knows? Whatever. Yeah. Terry's back. Yeah. Caitlin's around. It's amazing. It's incredible. Peter is not in the show and has never spoken up. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Degrassi TNG TNG. <laughs> yeah, that's what she calls it. Degrassi the next generation, the next generation. <laughs> I would watch this show. Me too. Um, so thank you, Bailey, for sending that in. We thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm sorry we can't read your masterwork in its in its entirety. But we needed you to know that we appreciate it and <laughs> yes. we love you and thank you. Good night. <laughs> um, but that is all the grapevine that we have. So if you would like to be featured on a future grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at GrassyPod. We're on Instagram at GrassyPod. You can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. We're on Tumblr, whatever it takes, podcast.tumblr.com. You can listen to us pretty much anywhere, but if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be super cool. And if you leave us a review, we will make up a Degrassi-inspired fan fiction for you on the show. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsucks with a Z at the end. And Holland, what do you want to recommend? I am going to rec- I finally watched the Hulu show Future Man and sh- starring like Josh Hutcherson and Eliza Coop. I don't know, she was on Happy Endings. It's Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. really good. It's like time travel-y and it's hilarious. I it's like really her. Good. I'd be down with that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. You should watch. It's it's really good. Future Man Hulu. It's very good. I watched um this really good movie on uh it's on amazon prime i don't know where else it is but it was so good that like i started watching it at two o'clock in the morning and i was like i'm gonna go to sleep like five minutes into this because i'm super tired and i stayed up until like four in the morning (laughs) 
to finish this movie. What movie? It's called Inside Lewin Davis. Oh, yeah. And it's great. I've seen that. It Oscar is Isaac. Yeah. Love Oscar. Love Oscar He's Isaac. A beautiful man. It is great. I stayed up so far past my bedtime. <laughs> I was so sleepy and I was like, no, must stay awake for the entirety of this movie. It's so good. Because I don't like pausing and restarting in the morning. It just loses its yeah. like magic. Yeah. I'm pretty sure after I watched that movie, I had a dream that I like made out with Oscar Isaac in the back of a car or something. Because he was like in a car for that entire, like for a lot of that a movie. A fair amount of that movie, he was in a car, yeah. <laughs> like maybe kind of semi lived in a car ish. I don't really remember. Um, but yeah. I'd say he spent like a, he spent a good t- he spent, amount of time. There's in a like car. a chunk of the movie where he's in yeah. a car. It's a long movie. It's a fair, can <laughs> confirm. It's a long fucking. Just don't start it at like. Two, two in the morning. Oh my! I think it was later. Actually, I think I think I left the bar at like three a.m. and I got home <laughs> oh and I God. was like, "You're like, let's watch a movie." <laughs> it was barely my choice. <laughs> um, all right, cool. But that is all that we have for you guys today. Thank you, as always, to Jay for our wonderful theme song, and thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.